two years of marriage. <clears throat> Young people that are dating and people that are thinking about dating, it's not what you think. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Actually, <clears throat> you know, with, with marriage comes responsibilities. It, there's a change, there's good times, then there's bad times. Anything worth having is worth working for. Anything, yeah, anything worth, anything good worth having is worth working for. And so, everyone here today, I encourage you, keep working on your marriages. It's not something that's just going to take place and, and you know, go on autopilot and it's gonna take care of everything by itself. It needs to be worked on. Greetings in Christ's name this morning in um, January 1st, 2023. We made it through another year. There's, um, and it was talked about a little this morning already, that there's a lot of people that make New Year's resolutions. And I think that New Year's resolutions are okay, they're good, they're in place. But without God's help, most of those resolutions get broken. I think, um, I read somewhere, I don't know exactly, there's like, I don't know, 60 or 70% of, of Americans today make New Year's resolutions, and by the end of January, there's less than 10% of them have kept their resolutions already up to that point. And so I do believe that resolutions are good. It's, it's good to be goal-oriented, but at the end, without God's help and without our focus where it needs to be, I think that, that those resolutions do no good whatsoever. The top resolutions, I, I looked that up a little bit, it says to eat and exercise better, enjoy a life more, learn a new hobby or skill, quit a bad habit, make, manage money better. Those are all good things, I think. But without God as our focus, I think it really doesn't matter that much. As I was reflecting on 2022, How many of us would like to redo 2022? I see some shaking heads. I see no nodding heads. Why not? You know, I look at life and there's some, there's some young babies that were not here a year ago. That's Joyce. Then I think that all of us can think of people that are no longer in our lives that have been here. We've got a grandma here that lost her grandchild. We've got a daughter here that lost her mother. We might have financial setbacks. We might have health issues. So therefore, we can't rise out of these darkness, dark places, can we? But I think with the Lord's help, all of this can, all of this can move forward. We can move forward from these places. I think that um, as we think about 2023 coming on, we like to think that this is a fresh new page, a new start. But do any of us have any idea what 2023 is going to bring? How many of us are going to be here? 
We don't know. It's just a thought. <clears throat> um, I am going to be, I am going to be uh, preaching a message preached out of Deuteronomy 31, uh, 7 and 8. And, and it's going to be, but the whole message is going to be kind of coming back to the, um, do, um, to the promises of God. And I'd like for you to think about the promises of God because later in the message I'm going to be just opening it up for a very, very short period of time about what the promises of God, what God actually promises us as children. <clears throat> but uh, skipping back to uh, Deuteronomy 31, um, did I write that down wrong? Oh, nope. It's, and I'm, I'm just going to read verse 7 just for context. And Deuteronomy 31, verses 7, starting in verse 7. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. Be thou, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And there again, this is after racing around in the, in the wilderness for 40 years, and Moses failed enough that, that God told him that you're not going to be inheriting this land of Canaan. And so he's still encouraging them in this way, and, he says, and he's encouraging Joshua and the children of Israel. And he said, And the Lord, he is that goeth before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. And that is the, the message that I would like to bring to each one of you today, that 2023, we have absolutely no idea what this is going to bring. We have no idea what curves, what obstacles, what uh, dead ends possibly we might be facing this year. But one thing we do know is that God will be going before us. And that is, that is something that I would like for every one of us to remember this year. And I was, I was thinking about just starting my message with a, a few R's. And the, the first one is to remember. And I, I want to say this carefully because in Philippians 4 we read about it that it says, I won't remember my past, I'm going to move forward. And, and that's not what I'm talking about. I think today every one of us can remember things in, in, our, in this past year that we've been blessed. I was, um, I was or my family and I were butchering pigs. And I said, we really need to take a picture of this. And we had, we had rings of sausage, we had bacons, we had pork chops, we had, we had uh, deer baloney, we had the whole nine yards out there, and we took a picture of that. And in the background, there was a whole, there was shelves and shelves of, of canned goods. Are we blessed or are we blessed? And, and it doesn't matter if we're even blessed financially or, or physically. Spiritually, we are a blessed nation. Thank you, Jesus. And in the present, we can still continue praising him even when life isn't what we consider perfect. How many of us have a perfect life here? How many of us, the life is just kind of easing along? Oh, yeah, I see a finger in the back, but he doesn't count. <laughs> um, but it is. It is perfect if we if we um, 
have the same standards that God has. I think life is perfect. And then we can also look on the future. Sometimes looking into the future, the what-ifs can become overwhelming. It can look dark. It can look dismal. And it can say, you know, how, how is God going to be providing for us? There's no way that, we can, that he can provide through us. I mean, for us through these situations. Yes, he can. There's, there's biblical truths, and there's, there's, a, there's a scripture that's going to come up, I think, over and over and over again here, and that is, God will never leave me, and he will never forsake me. And I, I, if we can keep our focus on that, I think we're, we do well. <clears throat> um, so, and then, then I would also like, the second R would be I would like to refocus. So I would like to think about this past year. Is our vision and our focus still on the Lord Jesus Christ? Is our trajectory today the same direction that we started off our year last year? And if it isn't, why isn't it? Do I need to push that re-navigate button again that I'm, I need to go back and, and refocus again. Because if we, take our, if we take our eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's really nothing at all. What is life all about? It's about being a mirror and an image of our Jesus. Ephesians. Paul writes to the Ephesians and he says that's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to be an image and a mirror of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about being the hands and feet of Jesus. It's about being accountable, and not only being accountable, but holding our brothers and sisters accountable as well. Because don't we have the same desire for them? And you know, I know that it's not, we're not gonna think exactly alike. We're not, gonna, we're not all gonna see, the, we're not gonna all have the same goals. And the, the exact same, you know, where, where we think alike. But I think that our focus should always be on Lord Jesus Christ, and I think that, the, that by our lives, we're gonna be showing if that's where our focus is at or not. Sometimes, unfortunately, we need to restart. <clears throat> Sometimes we just, get, we just get hit with the things of life. And we were discussing uh, today in Sunday school class, you know, about the choices that we make. You know, why was Joseph the re um, different than the rest of his brothers? Had God chosen him? He had no other option than, than he had to be a nice man, you know, um, filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, everything was just good. He had no other options. I think it was choices that he made. And I think I have, I have the choice today, regardless of what happens. In my darkest moments, I have the choice whether I'm going to stand up, live for God, or if I'm going to, if I'm going to roll up in a little ball and feel sorry for myself. Because I think...
truly, I really do believe that there's times in our lives where that would be the easiest thing to do. I think when, when we see these times that we need to be restarting, I had to think of um, yesterday I was reading when I was preparing for this message, I was reading in 2 Kings uh, chapter 21 and 23, or 22 and 23 about King Josiah. He was a young, young boy at eight years old. Who do we have here that's eight years old? Oh yeah, we got Blake back there. Would you be ready to be king of, of the US, United States of America? Would you like that? I could say some things, but I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, you might, might do a better job, who knows, but no. I, I do think that um, King Josiah, at age eight, he probably wasn't prepared for, for the throne, but I do trust, I do think that there was someone in his life that helped him point him in a positive direction, because by that time, Israel was in a very corrupt place. I mean, they were worshiping gods, they were that they had groves, they, um, they had, the, the temple was desecrated. It, it was an awful situation that it was in. And Josiah saw that need, that we need to restart, we need to reboot, we need to, we need to get this thing back on track. <clears throat> and I think that's something that we can do today in our lives as well. Sometimes we need to look at our lives and we see, there are gods in our lives that need to be destroyed. There's groves that need to be destroyed. You know, we have allowed our prayer life, our, our Bible reading, whatever it is, you know, our, our um, family life, we've allowed it to, to be desecrated, to be broken down, and we need to rebuild it. We need to refocus. We need to restart. Um, <clears throat> then we're, we're going to end up with the last one, and that's, that's a revelation. R for revelation. So, is our hope in the new year? We're thinking that, you know, this year is going to be better than last year. Hopefully this year we don't have any houses burning down. And so that means that in 2023, things are going to look up. And, and that is our hope, is in, in 2023, is going to be the, the year. Folks, if that's what we're putting our trust in and our hope in, I think we're lost. I think our hopes can be found in Revelations 21 where it says, <clears throat> we're preparing for a place with no pain, no death, no crying, no sign. And if we focus on that, I think we can continue faithfully walking in the spirit of love. I think we can continually faithfully walking in Christ, I think. <clears throat> um, the, the former things are passed away, it says in Revelation. And so my question is, what is the purpose of my life today here within the church and individually today? I really don't think that everything that, that happens to me spiritually today is going to happen at church. I think it can happen in my own life. <clears throat> um, there's um, thinking, of, thinking about the, the things that we face sometimes makes me think of we just came out of the Christmas season. 
And I had to think of the, the um, wise men, what we consider, I think they might call them the magi or um, the wise men, or I don't care what we really call them, but there was, they, they came from, from the east and they were following that star. And after they got there, they, they, they found a beautiful baby Jesus laying in a manger. Was, was he out of the manger by that time already? I'm not exactly sure where he was at, and I don't think it really makes that much difference, you know. But I think when they finally found him, they could have just probably relaxed and basked in the presence of Jesus. And it was like, we found him. And we just can't get enough of looking at him and that kind of stuff. But they got this call from the Lord. And he said, you know, it's time that you move on. But don't go back the road that you came from. You, you take a different route because there's people that are trying to, to kill baby Jesus here. And they took a road that they probably or might never have traveled before. They had no clue if there was gonna be, if there was gonna be dangers on the roads, what's gonna be lurking around the next curve, but they were willing to do it because Jesus told them, or God told them to do that. And I think that's what, that's what we're called to do as well. <clears throat> we're asked to, to move forward. And not just stay sitting in one place and, you know, just, just bask in this glory and this easy presence. We're not called to be in this Egyptian land that we were talking about. We're called to move on to Canaan. Um, and how does, how does moving forward look like? In Isaiah 61, he says, Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. This was prophesied long before Jesus was ever born. And I... I I think that's such a beautiful picture. Arise and shine. For who? For myself? No, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. They didn't have to stay in darkness, nor do we, even if we face crippling setbacks. So in, um, in um, the late 1800s, <clears throat> there was a man that was, was traveling to Iowa, and he needed to... Um, to cross the Mississippi. He got there and there was no bridges back then and there was no boats running and it was a really, really cold night and he really needed to get across there. And he got out there and there was ice all the way across the Mississippi as far as he could see. But he got down on his hands and his knees and he started crawling across the, the, the ice because after all, if you have four points of of contact making, I mean, you've got a little less chance of just falling through the ice. So he, he got about halfway across and, and he heard the sound and he froze. And he looked back across his shoulder and here comes a horse with a sleigh and a driver and it was full of coal. And this horse came trotting right along there and he passed him and before he hardly made it, any more efforts to move forward, he was across the river and he was up across the bank and he was gone. And Matt, would you not kind of feel like a, kind of feel like a little bit of a wimp? I mean, when you're, here I am down at my hands and knees and I'm just kind of carefully trying to ease across. This guy with confidence, he was just going right across there. Is that somehow, sometimes the way that I look in my life when I went, or is that the way that God, when he's looking down on me, he's seeing, 
here I've given you all these promises that you can stay, you know, you can stay, if you have the faith that you need to do, you could, you could actually rest in those promises. And here you're tiptoeing along carefully to make sure, well, I say that I believe in God's promises, but yet I'm, I'm, I'm tiptoeing along my hands and knees trying to make sure that, well, you know, God, I believe in your promises, but <clears throat> just in case you need a little help, I'll, I'll, you know, do my part too. And I do believe that we do need to, we do need to be careful because I don't think that that's just something that we can say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk through this fire and God's going to be able to protect me. He can, but I don't think that I need to just go out there and test it because there was a, there was a wise saying that I really appreciated. Um, it's, um, don't creep up on the promises, but stand confidently. But the, the wise saying that I liked, it says, even if you're on the right track, you'll still get run over if you just stay sitting. Let's rise and shine and give God the glory. So what are God's promises that I've been talking about? I keep talking about God's promises. What are some of the promises that God's given to us? He'll never leave or forsake us. That's exactly right. He's going to give us victory, in other words. In Isaiah 41.10, it says he'll uphold us. And in 1 John 9, this is my favorite. He says he'll forgive us all of our sins through Jesus Christ. And that's, that is the thing that I am so grateful for today, that we have a God that we don't have to tiptoe around and wonder, is God going to be faithful today? My Bible tells me that my God is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. The one that I experienced in the past is going to be the same. And, and we are so blessed Every, every other thing that I can think of today is a moving target. I mean, it's just because this is what I think or what I, what I do um, today is not going to mean that it's relevant tomorrow at all. But God's, God's love, his grace, his mercy, his faithfulness, it's always going to be forever. So how do we give God the glory? Isn't it, isn't it by showing with our lives thankfulness, sharing about God's goodness? It's, um, I, I'm really ashamed of myself. When was the last time that you have, and I'm going to ask myself, when was the last time that I have shared the gospel with someone? Um, a number of years ago, and I think I told you people already before, is Brooke Simpson from, from Grace uh, Fellowship in Coralville was down to talk at a Mennonite disaster service banquet thing. And, and he, he said, it is just so nice to see so many Mennonites <clears throat> sitting contentedly in the pews back there. So many God-fearing people. I'm just so blessed tonight by seeing you all. Warm, fuzzy feelings started going around my heart. You know, it's like, woohoo. 
He, he recognizes the good thing when he sees it. Um, but he, he went on to tell about his little bit about his bio, biography and the things that he's, he, he was a wrestler in high school and, and then he went on to college. And it wasn't until he went to college that he started dating this girl. And she was a devout Christian. She said, Brooke, one thing that we're going to make sure that we find out, we're not. Are you a born-again Christian? He said, what's that? Wait, she said, you've never heard of Jesus? Who, who is this Jesus that you're talking about? He says, in my 23 years of living, where were you all at at that point in time? I never once got invited to church. That's sad. It really is sad. You know, we can look at Brooks and say, well, phew. He found Jesus. We didn't need to be there to show him. He found it. God, God lets him find it in, our, in his own time. People, today we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're called to bring these people that don't understand who God is. We're, we're called to bring them to light. <clears throat> Rose... Crawford, never heard of her before, but she lived in, I believe it was in the 1920s that she was born, and there seems to be a little bit of a debate whether she, she got measles and she went blind at four years old or if she was born blind, but she was blind for 50 years, and um, after 50 years, she found out that there was an operation that can cure her blindness. So she went and did the operation. And can you imagine never having seen the light of day before? I like to, I like to think of it that she never saw the light of day before. She never saw colors. She never saw her husband of 27 years before. And when that operation was done and the patches were lifted, she sobbed. She, was just, she, had, she, had, she had just never seen so much color in her life. She, had just, she couldn't even imagine in her mind. You know, now, if I close my eyes and, and someone tells me that, you know, Keith is wearing a green shirt and black pants and brown boots, I can imagine it exactly in my mind. But if... If I, if I never saw it before, how do I know what that looks like? But the, the sad thing about it was is that operation could have been done 20 years before. And why, why didn't she do it 20 years before? Because no one had told her. And isn't that exactly the same way it is with our, with our people today? There's thousands and millions of people out there today that are wandering around in the exact same darkness. Well, in a spiritual darkness that, that they see no way that there will ever be a light coming out of it. And we have that ability to share that with them. And we don't take that opportunity. It's woe to us. So that would be my encouragement today. All of us have a road to travel this year. Let's travel it in the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Let's be that mirror that images Jesus. Let's be the hands and feet of Jesus this year. And, you know, despite, despite all the things that we could maybe think about, there might be deaths. There might be crippling illnesses. There might be financial setbacks. Whatever it is, we can have one thing that we're going to be very aware of, that Christ, God, has got this. Our faith that God will never leave us or forsake us can sustain us through these times. <clears throat> and I don't know, I was just thinking that this would be a little fun song to end with, um, and I'll have to get um, some of you, or all of you will have to help me out on this because I don't, I don't know this song good enough. And Dina asked me, well, do you think, you think the rest of the church will know it? And I said, yep. I think Eldon and Ellis and Jania and Carol will know it. Now I see Carol is in here, Jania is in here. And so Ellis and Eldon, you're going to be the ones. And I'm, I'm guessing that there's other people that know it as well. And shall we all stand and sing um, Rise and Shine and Give God the Glory? And Eldon, will you start it? And then just, and I think it's good. I was going to sing.